Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Madden Frack Show, hosted by your very own Matthew King. And alongside with me, as you can see on the screen, I have the Ryan Frackroli. Yeah, there's been a lot of things happening. Once again, thank you guys all for joining the podcast on Twitch. We enjoy having you guys on here. Make sure to leave comments of whatever you guys want about the NFL, any questions, any betting tips, because Frack could use some really good betting tips. Uh, Frack, I got a text right before the right before we started the podcast from one of my good friends, Will, who is joining us right now. And he showed me a quote that Derek Carr said today, actually, about the playing the Chiefs. This is exactly what Derek Carr said. To be honest, to call it a rivalry with the Chiefs, we have to win some games against them. That that's pretty interesting. That he, I mean, he's not wrong, but no. also like, don't you want a little bit more confidence from your quarterback? I think. Well, I think it's still a rivalry because you have to think of like you have to think that you know. Oh my god, my ear! It started to ring. Um. <laughs> Oh my god, what's happening? Anyway, um, um but yeah, so what like the Chiefs and Raiders, it's a historic rivalry. I think one of the biggest thing I remember is watching NFL network and then watching like the biggest rivalries and just seeing like in the seventies they just had a big ass brawl. Right. Like um men just fighting men all over the place. And yeah, I don't know. So, I just I think that's So what's what's the best rivalry in the NFL right now? The best rivalry. I know we weren't even prepared to talk about this, but like, who would you say is the best rivalry as of today? As of today, um, see, I see, see, there was a comment saying Ravens Steelers, but ever since Lamar Jackson came, that kind of fell down. I might get back up because now Lamar gets to face Big Ben, but what about like? 49 Seahawks. 49 Seahawks. That's a good one. It's one that pops into my head just because it's, uh, they have some like very like memorable moments, competitive teams. Right. You know, I feel like those two, I mean, it, that's probably the most recent one, but another one I probably throw out there is like the Eagles Cowboys because they always are playing. Right. Last game of the year is always it, between them two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always for the. Division and have you also? I know this is way off topic. I'm everywhere, but I saw my McSorley jersey. Have you seen on TikTok the Chase McSorley? Where did that come from? Like, okay, if you don't have TikTok, just to let you know that Trace McSorley is now like viral on TikTok because of this uh song that somebody created when he was at Penn State, and now it is all over my TikTok, and I'm kind of sick of it. Like, I just don't understand where it all came from. I didn't know if you knew where it came from. I guess somebody found know. a song and was like, oh, this would be funny. Well, yeah, that's usually how it works out. Um, so I'm a leader for Young Life um, over in Baltimore County at Locker Even. If you all probably didn't know that. But a lot of my kids, they were telling me, hey, I think Trace Mature is the best quarterback in the league. I'm like, what are you all talking about? It's like, have you seen on TikTok? I'm like, what, what? It's like, yeah, man, Trace McSorley. I'm like, God, you're like, like, it's the most annoying song ever, but yet it sticks in my head. Like I cannot get it out of my head. And, um, 
What's up, Dan? I just saw him comment in the... This is first mm-hmm. time, so thanks for joining us. And um, all right, Frack, so let's get into it. The first thing that I want to touch on, and by the way, before we get started, leave your hot take, your biggest hot take for this week in the NFL. And if you hit, we'll let you guys on the show next week to talk about any segment that you want. I'll hit you guys up, and we will figure it out. So give your hot takes, and you will get on the show so frack let's talk about the COVID cases because it's been big today there at first it started hot with tennessee and then it slowed down a little bit yesterday and they were like no cases we're going to be able to play but now they have i think they have three or four more cases should they forfeit their matchup against the bills because they went against protocol and had a workout during the bye week they were supposed to have or should it be a draft pick? Like, what kind of punishment? They're saying it's going to be an incredible punishment. So what are you expecting from the league? I'm guessing it's going to be uh, – if it's incredible, it's going to be a forfeit. And this is going to be the first time we have seen a forfeit. I don't know when. This, might, like, this can't be the first time in NFL history that a forfeit has happened. But I can promise you this is – it's probably been like – over 50, 60 years. Probably it hasn't, there's no way it's happened during the Super Bowl era, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I think like if you're talking like that, like incredible, you know, I feel like that's what it has to be. Right. It has to be a forfeit or, I mean, given away, they take away their first round pick, which would be crazy. But I mean, see, who do you blame here? Do you blame the players that worked out or do you blame the whole organization? Because I, exactly, it's, exactly. Like that's the thing. Like I want to be to punish an organization for their players to not listen to the org. I feel like the players should be suspended, maybe for the rest of the year. Whoever was at that workout, you know, something extreme. Make sure that like every other player knows they're like, hey, we're not doing this. We're not going to be working out in high school and trying to, you know, I don't know. I I just have the co- I just COVID don't cases get what up. went through their mind. Like they knew a Tennessee reporter filmed them. And the players got mad that he posted it. And I'm like, no, you guys can't be doing that during a pandemic in the NFL season. Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. If I was getting paid millions of dollars to play a game, I'm going to follow any kind of protocol they tell me. That's the thing that blows my mind is these athletes are like, oh, like we're people too. We're going to make mistakes. And I'm like, you guys work for an organization who is paying you a lot of money. So follow the protocols. It cannot be that hard. And it's impossible to do a bubble. It's impossible to do that kind of stuff in the NFL. So you need to just follow protocol. It really can't be that hard with all the money you guys are making. And second of all, I think the organization, see that's the thing where I get stuck between, is is an organizational problem or is it a player problem? Now, if the NFL dictates it as a organizational problem and they knew about it and found out after the investigation, I think that their first-round pick should be completely taken off the table. I don't know about mm-hmm. forfeit, though, because I think that these they're already like dealing with all these injuries and stuff. It's going to hurt the game, in a sense, because all these players are going to be out like Corey Davis and who knows AJ, what play- AJ, AJ Brown's Brown. out like it's going to be yeah. a it's not going to be a fun game anyway because all the players that we want to watch will not be playing so I don't think a forfeit should be in 
that vicinity unless they cannot play Sunday. If it's impossible to play Sunday, you have to give them a forfeit. Oh, can I say something? Yeah. Can I say something? That yeah. I see people saying that the bubble is not impossible. It's, it is. It is. 100%. It is. Let me tell you why. Okay, I get what you're all saying. Yeah, you can have eight condensed sites. So what? We're going to have the division play each other? Like, like how are we going to do this? You're going to have to travel. You know, like you if you have if anything, make it four sites. But you can't. But like, how how everybody's going to stay? Like, who you going to tell? Like, right. who you going to tell that is essential and not essential to the team? Right. The bubble will not work. Yeah. And football is it's just the rosters are too big. You know, you got fifty three players, fifty five. My bad, because you have that. You know, fifty five players, and then you could have players that are injured reserve. You have players that you know, our practice squad, which practice squads got expanded, right. coaching staff, exactly. you know, like front office executives, like who, like, you know, it's a, it, well, it would well, be too another, hard. Another thing. You, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, it, the, the players would never agree to the CBA of that either. No, the players absolutely not. would never do that because the, it's just going, it's going to affect them. Cause they're like, well, if, if, you know, if we have to be in the bubble, you know, then maybe we shouldn't play. Yeah. You know, because they, I mean, they weren't ready to play last time. Exactly. But, I mean, and what poor cars did get put up? None. Zero. You well, know? Well, another thing is that these organizations, this isn't the NBA. This, is, this isn't this is where you carry 15 guys and then some yeah. coaching staffs, like three or four coaches in your, and an owner and you're fine. Like, th- we're talking about 53-man roster and all of the coaches because it's important. I don't think people are realizing how important it is to have your running backs coach there, your wide receivers yep. coach there, your special teams coach. Like, these guys are important. You can't just have your head coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator and be like, okay, go play. Like, no, it's hard to contain all those guys with three people. So, yep. and, and the – the entire like let's play in division thing won't work either. It's just like completely offsetting the entire thing. And like people, especially if like the Ravens had to play inside their division over and over and then rotate once in a while, like it's just you still have to travel for games. Like, yep. let's how about this? How about NFL players do this? Follow protocol, don't go out and be stupid. You'll have games, you'll make your money. And you have yep. a chance to play in the playoffs and do whatever. Watch the playoffs if you're not in there. I mean, yeah. it can't, it's that easy. It's not let's figure out something new. Let's do what we're doing right now, and that will be set. Um, yeah. So, so I, go, I'm, no, yeah. Go let's ahead. get away from this. Yeah. No, let's just get away from this because be, it wouldn't. And, I just, well, let I'm me just, just tell reading, you this: if there was a, I'm bubble, just reading. The, it would literally it it would transform the entire league and the entire season when we've already started. It's and too look late. At this. Miami just got confirmed to have a full capacity at their well, stadium. Well, they're, they're only doing 13,000 fans. But they, that's no, they're, no, they just, no, no, they just had 65. They I just know. got confirmed no, 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 I saw that they're that. having 65. They, yeah. got, they got $65 from um, – What? No, not 65. $65. Goodness, 60. They got approved for 65,000 fans, but the – the organization is only doing 13,000 fans. That That's how they're doing it. But we're going to move away from this. Going on to some hot takes. Uh, there were some funny ones in here. Uh, two Jets ones. So 
One of them was the Jets will beat the Cardinals and the Texans will beat the Jags. So that's one. The Jets winning in general is a huge hot take. The second hot take was um, Flacco throws for four touchdowns and 300 yards. So you guys are really betting on the Jets to win this weekend when the Jets might not win a game this year. Yeah. So we, if you guys win that, I'll I'll literally, hmm, I'll even throw in more than just letting you on the show. I might just let you take my place if Flacco throws for four touchdowns and three hundred yards. Okay. I won't even show up. I won't even show up if that happens. I won't show up. Like I'm just, it was Peyton. I, I will let Peyton and you run the show. Like that's how I'll do it. That's how yeah. I will do it. Okay. So <laughs> moving on from that, um, well, I want to talk about the draft classes you brought this up when we were talking about what we wanted to talk about for this segment and the 2019 2018 and 2017 quarterback classes have been to say the least insane so i i wanted to talk about haskin first before we get into draft classes haskins has now been deemed the third string yes the third string quarterback on the washington football team when he is the most talented on the football team, which makes zero sense to me. And I said this on our Twitter page earlier. It doesn't make any sense what they're doing with the Wayne Haskins. Now they're no. letting Kyle Allen, who was the starter for the Carolina Panthers last year, who also were a top five pick, by the way, uh, and letting Alex Smith, who hasn't played football in over two years and barely has two legs, play in front of him. So what, what do you think about this whole Dwayne Haskins thing and Ron Rivera? I tell you, I mean, I didn't tell anybody this, but I had thought in this back of my head. Ron Rivera is going to change the culture, but he's going to change it to a more worse losing culture than that he had over in Carolina for the last five years. Why the hell would you bring over jo- uh, Kyle Allen, who, okay, oh, yeah, he started, what, 5-0, and and then what the hell happened? He dropped seven games straight after that. Like, dude, he sucks. And what did Haskins do that was so bad last week to get him demoted? He kept them close. He kept that game like I mean I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was even competitive. I just say that like But like in the first half it was and then everything just got away. Yeah. In the first half it was competitive. Because their defense couldn't like their defense literally played well in the first half. And then the second yeah. half, Haskins couldn't get anything going till really late in the game when they were down. But Haskins threw for 300 yards, guys. Like, the uh, yeah. 300, he had a career day. Now, granted, it's not a great career day for somebody 300 yards and one touchdown. He didn't turn but, the ball over against one of the he, best DB groups. Yeah, like exactly. What do you want yeah, him and, to do? And, dude, it's just, here we go. Washington's back into this purgatory of being ass. <laughs> it's the, the purgatory of being ass. And I think it will never change. Until, uh, who's the owner? I forgot the, the damn uh, owner. Dan Snyder. Dan, if Dan Snyder, Snyder, what a loser. Creep ass, yeah, creep ass doesn't sell that team to somebody. Because, dude, he, he ruins that culture. Well, and everybody say, like. Well, Dan Snyder, let, okay, I'm not a fan of Dan Snyder. And I know people are going to comment after I say this. But he's done a good job this year. Let's not. Okay, you no, 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 no. Okay. no, no. Hear Perfect. me out. Hear me out. From the outside in, before the season started, he hired Ron Rivera, who is around the league known as a great head coach and known to be 
a culture changer. He changed the entire culture of the Carolina Panthers in the seasons that he was there and made them a competitive team. Now, they had some bad down years, but he also had Cam Newton to deal with. He hired Ron Rivera. He got everybody out with all the sexual assault cases, but also, to go along with that, Dan Snyder might have been involved with that. I have no idea. But He is. He, he is. He, why would you pressure? Why would you pressure news outlets not to release stuff about you? Right. right. And just you. Well, like, okay. Well, you, no, you I'm saying if he, he did it, if he like, did it, which I believe he probably did, he's wrong for it. But let's say he did. Yeah. Let's say just in perspective, he didn't. He kicked everyone out of the organization. He started fresh. He did everything that you're supposed to do as an organization to restart your culture. And... You know, you bring in Ron, and good for Ron to be out there while he has cancer. I really hope that he gets through yeah. that. But in all honesty, I don't know what he's thinking, and this was kind of the problem in Carolina. He made some weird decision-making um, things in Carolina that brought the team backwards instead of forwards. And, like this. And this now, situation and now it's, right and now here. it's drawing over. He thinks too much sometimes, yes. like yeah. he did in the Super Bowl. He thinks too much. But, you know, from the outside in, though, Ron Rivera is a good coach, but he's doing something like this already. You're benching a guy who has one of the worst defensive back groups in the NFL. He had his worst, I mean, his best pass rusher out on Sunday in Chase Young. And he, all Dwayne Haskins has is uh, Terry McLaurin. Like, he's a good wide receiver. He's going to be great one day. But he's a second-year wideout, and that's all they got, and no offensive line. And you guys are telling me that Kyle Allen should get an opportunity with the same exact group when he is significantly worse than Dwayne Haskins. And no hate for Alex Smith, by the Hold up, hold up. Shut the hell up, Matt. Jake, I'm not trying to say that the Eagles – like, I did not even bring up the Eagles in this damn conversation – what like it's the truth it's not i'm not saying that they don't like haskins is not i like haskins i think he's going to be a decent quarterback i said haskins was going to be the best quarterback out of that draft i know what the hell is that i said he was going to be better than kyler murray so i mean i'm like dude like what the what the hell i did not say anything about the eagles i think i think frack frack they're all coming at you about the eagles just because you guys have the same amount of wins as them which is very sad. true. No, that's very true. No, it's very true. Our division is ass, and I did not bring up the Eagles. That's but, the thing. If I brought up the frack, Eagles, frack, listen, but, man, you're an Eagles I, fan. You have to take what? the crap just no, because fuck, of other no. Eagles fans. Them, man, whatever. <laughs> um, but but what what do you think about starting Kyle Allen? We kind of got off topic, and yeah. having Alex Smith as number two. Why would you not put Dwayne Haskins as two? I think maybe on the depth chart it it reflects that Smith is number two, but bro, they're not going to put Smith out there. There's no way. If let's say Kyle Allen gets hurt, or if he starts off with like a free interception day or something, Haskins will be back out there. And I just it just frustrates me, bro. That ha- like a young player like that gets screwed over because we're seeing this over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just it sucks, and I feel bad for these guys. Right. It's just like. It makes it. I mean, there's conversation. There are people trying to convince Trevor Lawrence to stay a year of, stay another year of college, so then he doesn't get drafted by the Jets. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, players are going to realize this, dude. That 
these teams are t- some of these teams and coaches are taking players who have all this upside and just cra- making them just crash down, lose confidence, and they will never never be that quarterback that we expect them to be. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. And also, Max makes a good point on uh, the comments here. He says. Like in quotes, hey Dwayne, you're the number three now. Work harder. You're not going to get results with a young quarterback like that. And that's exactly yep. right. You take away his confidence when you bench him immediately. If you are a quarterback in the NFL and you get benched, your confidence is down. Like yep. already gone. You're just yep. bound to stay benched. And when you come into the game, there's so much pressure on you. It, it's not a good coaching tactic, like at all. Yep. I don't understand the coaching tactic with that. But we're going to move on to the draft classes. And I want to touch on this because you brought it up and I like dove into it heavy. So one of the things I want to talk about with the draft classes is I made a list of these 2017, 18, 19 of trash quarterbacks from these classes, uh, average quarterbacks, above average and elite. And here's what I came up with. And chat, tell me if you agree with this. So in the trash column, but this is how crazy that these draft classes have been. It's so everywhere. It's very hit or miss. It's the most like dynamic quarterback draft classes in the past three years that we've ever seen probably. So yeah. in the trash column, I have Daniel Jones, Josh Rosen, who's on the practice squad. Sam Darnold led the league in interceptions his rookie year, has yet to show any promises, and makes a good play once a game, possibly, maybe once a game. I also put Trubisky in there, who was benched for Nick Foles. Now I have in the average column, I have Baker Mayfield and Dwayne Haskins because Dwayne hasn't given a fair chance and Baker Mayfield has shown some promise. I don't think Dwayne's in the trash column yet just because he's only played in, what, 12 games? And then I have in the above average, I have Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. Josh Allen will be in that elite category if he keeps it up this year. Kyler Murray will as well if he keeps it up this year. They're close. And then the elite, Mahomes, Watson, Jackson. So I put Watson as elite. I think mm. I think he's on the same level as like as Murray and and um and Allen. I think in my mind, I just don't. You know, I just don't like. There's not as much separation as like, let's say, like between Watson and Allen, but there's a good amount of difference between Watson, like Mahomes, and like Watson and Lamar. Right. You know. Right. That's the only thing I would say. But I mean, I and and Daniel Jones. Okay. Okay. He's. I'm. I'm starting to think because Daniel Jones is he. He, he could he, be really good. See. I should have put yeah. him in the average because I don't know for sure. He's not the problem in New York. The offensive line, he has no talent anywhere. So, okay, I'll put Daniel Jones in the average category. Just I would for you too. Guys. That's fair. Daniel Jones has showed some like the Steelers. The first half of that Steelers game, I know this is three weeks ago, but man, he and that offense were just clicking. Like they were just dicing up. You know, dicing up the Steelers, and then you know he made two bad passes in the red zone, Hmm. and that's just that happens when you're a young quarterback like that. But no, I think definitely trash out of those is definitely. Wait, wait, wait! Let's go back to Watson. How do you not put Watson in the elite category if he literally has had the worst head coach and GM in the past decade of the NFL? Like, I mean, uh, think about it. If Watson had 
what Mahomes or Lamar Jackson have, he'd be doing exactly what they're doing. Maybe not Mahomes, but he'd be he'd be on Lamar Jackson level, a hundred percent. Okay, so we should make two different things then, because I just feel like he isn't. Mahomes is just Mahomes. That's his own category. Because I feel like there's a ton of separation now in between Lamar and Mahomes. It's not like oh, Mahomes and Lamar, like Mahomes and Lamar is like right there. No, mm-hmm. Mahomes is on a whole different level. Yeah, it's like Mahomes and, the only, and then Jackson. Yeah, Mahomes and, and then, then Jackson. Yeah, because Mahomes can win a big game. Right. Easy as that. So he has, you know. So with know. these draft classes, what have you, what have you gotten to know? If you were a GM and you saw these last draft classes, what are you looking for now with the new era of quarterbacks? What are you looking for in a quarterback now? I think obviously mobility. Mobility is a big one because mm-hmm. with, the, with these older quarterbacks in the league, like Brady, Ray, Rogers, Breeze, Rivers, Rostenberger, there's not a lot of mobility with these guys. They never, they never had it. Never. You know? I mean, Breeze can make maybe do a run here and there, but like you have like Murray and Allen and Watson and um, almost half the league is mobile now. Yeah, is, I mean, and Trubisky can, Trubisky has some wheels on him too. Uh-huh. That's an underrated feature about Trubisky. He has some wheels, but I think definitely game mobility. And I think that G, another thing that GM should realize is that they need to have more trust in their quarterback. And I think we also seen. A redshirt year is the best thing to have for a quarterback. Because when you start your quarterback immediately, let's think about this. Lamar Jackson, what did he have? Didn't he have a redshirt year or a half of his redshirt red yeah. year? So, I think. Mahomes, I'm not red, sure. Mahomes, redshirt year. Um, Murray, he was thrown right into the fire. Allen was thrown right into the fire. Watson was right, thrown right into the fire. But then... You have these guys, but they're like, but like Watson, Murray, um, Allen, you know, they were all NFL ready at that point. Quarterbacks like Haskins, Daniel Jones, Trubisky, you know, Rosen, Darnold, Baker still, because I, I think Baker's not good. Uh, they, they can't be thrown to the fire. Right. And they have, and they all have. And we saw how their career well, trajectory is going. I think Baker did a good job at being thrown into the fire. For uh, I mean, he yeah, completely I mean, changed the the. I mean, they're still a losing organization, but he completely changed the mindset of the Browns. That like, hey, we have to win now. Like, even true. though he he brings that swagger, he brought okay. He didn't change the culture. He brought swagger to the Browns. That's what I will say. But um, there. Uh, I think mobility is one. I think another one is improvising. I think that's more important than mobility because if you look at Mahomes, he's he's mobile. Don't get me wrong, but he's not mobile like the like Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar, all those guys. But he's an what? improviser. Exactly. Which, which is yeah. the most important yeah. thing I, in a quarterback. When I when I go through draft tape, I really like if they're an improviser. I like their um. Their, I look at their accuracy, and I look at their throw power. And those are the biggest things in a quarterback to me. If you have a quarterback who can move out of the pocket, he doesn't have to be a runner, but if he can move, swing the pocket around, 
and make plays on the run, if he can throw the ball on the run and do those kind of things, you can see natural talent in a quarterback and you can see a quarterback who needs work and you can see a quarterback where he needs to stand in a pocket and have a really good offensive line. Like you can just tell that. So now I think teams are going to look for improvisers and mobility quarterbacks because they don't have to build around them on the offensive line as fast because that's the hardest thing to do in the NFL and it will make them look 10 times better. I think that's what I see. I think it's all, and also we're seeing a trend in college football that a lot of teams are going away from these pocket passing quarterbacks. You know, we're not seeing it much. We're seeing a lot of mobility, a lot of guys that can swing. Trevor Lawrence have been seeing more running. Um, You know, and I mean, Alabama, a lot of their quarterbacks have been running. Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma State, um, LSU. you know, Ohio State, you know, these quarterbacks, I mean, besides Haskins, mm-hmm. these quarterbacks run, like, ran, they they run a good amount in those offenses, and and people were like, that would never work. And one of the perfect examples of a guy that I think that could have done something as a quarterback that didn't was a, a Marty um, Edwards from Appalachian State. You never heard him? He was, like, from 08. I feel like if he was in the league, if he was in college right now, he would be one projected one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the in the in his in the you know in college football i mean obviously appalachian state is not those things but we also saw this trend of people picking from smaller schools not big name schools mm-hmm. you know i mean like wyoming louisville um texas tech you know schools that are not known for their quarterback play as much yeah. you know yeah so i would know i think it's a very interesting topic i think yeah another uh just to finish this off uh jake moore said Russell Wilson is the best improviser in the NFL, and it's crazy that he hasn't received an MVP vote. Very true. And second of all, you just helped my point. That's what I'm looking for, the next Russell Wilson, because he can run. He's also a great improviser, and like I said, he can run. He runs only when he needs to. Russ is literally the prototype. If you want a quarterback and you're a GM, say, I want to see who plays like Russell Wilson, which it doesn't come often, but that's – how I would see it. And uh, also, shout out to Griffin for our first donation to the stream. Uh, thanks oh, for a $10 did donation. He? Yep. Thank you for the support. Oh, wow. Thank you, man. Yeah. So thanks to Griffin. Um, okay. So now let's talk about Bill O'Brien because we haven't even gotten into that. And I'm <laughs> s- excited because I've hated Bill O'Brien ever since his Penn State days. I never understood why the Houston Texans ever hired him or gave him that power. So. How far has he set the Texans back? It's basically you you gotta think about this, right? Okay, they don't have their draft picks in for how many years? Look, two more years, right? Uh, and yeah, they don't have, one year. Next year they don't have a first and the second round pick. Yep. So there goes two players that could have been playing with Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, their number one is Will Fuller. Um, their running back is, is David Johnson. Um, JJ Watts getting older. You didn't keep Clowney because you didn't want to pay him, but then you want to trade all these draft picks for Tunsil for one piece of your offensive line that you still haven't even tried to address because you draft projects that cannot start when Watson is a rookie and not asking for the money. You are Bill O'Brien has set this team back five, six years. We won't see them. As a competitive team for five to six years, I mean, not competitive, 
but like they're going to be they're going to be a mediocre team at best mm-hmm. because Haskins will win them. I mean, not Haskins. Watson will win them games. Watson will do stuff. He's a game changer. So, but I just Bill O'Brien sucks, and I think this also needs to be another thing. Do not make your head coaches GMs. Please stop never, doing that. never do that. Even the Patriots doing it. Patriots. Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick was stupid. Oh, it, Bill Belichick for a second round pick. I don't even. That's a, that's a whole different conversation. Oh my but, god, dude, Bill Belichick is one of the most overrated GMs in the NFL. But go ahead and finish about Bill O'Brien because that's Man. just another conversation. See, and then you trade away the one of the generational receivers in DeAndre Hopkins for a running back who. I'll give him some credit. David Johnson has been doing good this year. He's finding his rhythm. He's making plays. I don't mind that. But you don't get a first-round pick out of him? You guess what? They got a fourth? or a, No, they got a second, right? Yeah. Yeah. They got a second, and then you trade away a fourth? Like, why? You you should have gotten a first-round pick. And I think any team in the in the league would pay that price. But they know that you're an incompetent man, GM, coach, so they will fucking screw you over like they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think you touched on all the points. Once again, thanks for the donation, Max. Once again, we don't expect any donations, but we appreciate yeah. it from you guys oh, man. very much. Thanks for Oh, my God. Me. This is lovely, dude. Thank you all thank so much. We, we definitely just use that to put it back into a stream for stuff like this. So thank you guys once again. Um, yeah. So – once again, they have no first or second round picks. Uh, another thing, they only have 15, 15 million dollars in cap space next year. Fifteen, yep. and they have to re-sign some guys too. They're screwed. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so one of my questions was, what would you do as a GM? I'm blowing it up, like a hundred percent, like building around Watson and trading yep. anything I can get for. Um, thank you for the donation, Jake. Wow, this is crazy. Thank you guys. Um, so, um, like I was saying. J.J. Watt needs to be traded, and they just need to blow up the entire thing because if you don't, you're going to be stuck in mediocrity or stuck in an Owen like six every year and then having to win a couple games, come back. And also, I really, really – I just saw a comment that touched about Romeo Cornell. I like Romeo Cornell. Another person – I can't wait for Romeo Cornell's press conferences oh <laughs> they're gonna be so God. cool they i, I might just watch i might just watch press his press conference every week like dude, i'm gonna get some when, popcorn i'm gonna get some chips yes. and I'm dude, just can we there. do that when i come down bro can we just like just, just sit watch down him and, just and watch press press yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i'm 100 yeah, yeah. down for that um another another thing is that also I, I think another good candidate I would hire is the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs who has not gotten any recognition. And I can't even figure out his name because he hasn't gotten that much recognition, but he needs to be a head coach in the league. I'm hiring one of those guys, and then yep. I'm blowing up the whole thing and restarting and giving my head coach, Eric Bean. I don't even know how to say his name. I'm sorry. Eric Bellamy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he is one of the most creative offensive coordinators and also – Coaches from any retreat, take them, all of them. John yes. Harbaugh, all those guys, like, yep. have been incredible. Doug Peterson, B-N-E-M-E, B-N-E-M-E. I will never forget that name now. Okay, so we agree that Bill O'Brien 
is a piece of crap, and he yeah. literally just doesn't know what he's doing and should never get a chance in the NFL ever again. We agree there? Yes. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. So, Frack, let's talk about the Eagles. I know everybody's been raiding on the Eagles since we started the podcast. Frack, what do you think about Carson Wentz's performance? So, uh, stats-wise, it wasn't the best game. And, you know, but Wentz did enough to win the game. And that's all you can ask out of your quarterback. And you gotta, I, I hate doing this because I feel like a broken record and I feel like this is just an easy cop out. But look at the guys he was throwing to. Mm-hmm. Travis Funkham, mm-hmm. you know, the, the um, um, the oh my god, De- Deontay um, Barnett, you know, John Hightower, Greg Ward. I mean, Greg Ward's a solid receiver. Right. But, like, Hightower was our fifth-round pick. Burnett was our, our on the practice squad. Fungham, we just saw – like, we had him in training camp, cut him, and signed him back to our practice squad. Um, You know, Richard Rodgers as your second tight end when Dallas got other supposed to be there. Almost your whole offensive line is out besides Lane Johnson. Jason Kelsey got hurt for a little bit, and he came back. And Lane Johnson got hurt, too. Mm-hmm. And – Jordan Metalia, this guy, I have been raiding on him, like telling everybody that he is terrible. He, I, he looked good against against Ziggy and Ark Armstead, and Armstead is considered one of the one of the better pass rushers in the league, and he locked him down. I mean, it, and on the defensive side of the ball, turnovers wins games, and I think this is this is this game should be more take should be more important at the defense. You know, um, think about it. Think Wentz, about it. We have, Wentz, we have Wentz to... really, but Wentz, listen, I, I get that you're defending Wentz on the receiver part, but I watched his first interception, his only interception, honestly, sorry, his only interception of the game. I know yeah. people are going to say it's going to be tipped, but he panicked and he made that throw yes. when he shouldn't no, be agree. making that throw. Second, no, I agree. He made the worst throw, and I'm not over exaggerating. The worst throw I've ever seen from a starting quarterback in the NFL. He play action pass, rolled to his left, threw the worst duck I've ever seen. It was literally awful. I can't defend Wentz when he is because I I like Wentz, but I can't defend this guy anymore. If he's good, if you can't blame the receivers for his play when in all honesty it's his fault. I know, I know I know. And I'm not and that wasn't like more a defending piece. It's like it's more of like look what he had to use. And no, Wentz is still not playing to the potential that he can be playing at. You know, Wentz is inaccuracy still there. Um, Bad. He's not. It's bad, dude. And it was a problem during training camp. And and I was like, dude, why is everybody talking about his accuracy? I mean, you know, his accuracy wasn't too bad like the last couple years, and now it's a problem. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, geez, man. And he, one thing about Wentz, and I never liked it. That man is willing to take a sack. Is willing to take a sack any moment. And not throw away the ball. I hate that. I absolutely hate that because you are making the offense. It's gonna make you're gonna make it harder for us to get the first down. And I, there's a lot of things I don't know, but I think this game should definitely be put on defensive backs 
I mean, I mean, on the defenses, like defense, it's back because they played well, even with George Kittle freaking ripping them apart. They still held together, you know. I mean, nine catches, 120 yards or something. I mean, yeah, but be, they he, were they were also playing against Nick Mullins. Okay, and this is the same guy. No, 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 that... no, 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 no. If you said that Nick Mullins was going to start over Jimmy, there were talks. I don't know if no, you're going to this. No, 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 no. Okay. I wasn't going to say that. No, I'm just saying just there were people that... who said that, and I was like, are you like – Yeah, they were saying that he should start. There's a real competition oh, there. And no, I was like, you are – like, it, it hurts my head. Like, no, I think it was – I think with more of Nick Mullins, I thought it was just going to be the hot hand and he was going to do well. Because he did really well against the Giants. And I thought we – I mean, like, I – and I don't think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. I don't think – I'm not thinking too highly of them right now. You know, I think we still suck. And there's still a lot of places that we can fix stuff. But, like, a win like that helps, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care if – you can say, oh, yeah, look at all the injuries. Look at all of our injuries. We're both depleted. You know? And, and that made – and. Players like Alex Singleton making the game like the game leading touchdown off a of pick six, mm-hmm. and you know, and just the younger player Josh Sweat, dude, he looked freaking good, and and Jared Avery too, the man that we traded for a fourth round pick from the Browns, finally stepping up. I'm like, there's a lot of positives out of this game, and it's from our younger players and players that do not get as much recognition. I'm not putting this like, oh yeah, Winston's so damn good. No, he didn't. Our young player stepped up. Hey, guys, can you do me a favor and just rip the Eagles in the chat, please? Like, just go on a full-out rant about how the Eagles suck just to make Frack mad. I I can't see the chat. Well, I'm going to read every single one at the end. Why? Oh, my God. Dude, what the hell? (laughs) Okay, let's let's move on. But um, Wentz has definitely regressed. But I think he can get better once they get healthier. But – if he keeps playing like that, I'm ready for Jalen Hurts, baby. I'm just waiting on it. All oh, the Frack Eagles comments are starting. Oh, yeah. You got to love it. Okay. Let's talk about the Chiefs-Patriots game real quick. Yeah, um, so what did the Patriots lay out a game plan to try and hold the Kansas City Chiefs? Like, they looked really good on defense. And I think that it was the 4-3 yeah. set that really made them get to Mahomes and – force him to make throws that he usually makes, and he didn't make those throws that night. So what do you yeah, think? Yeah, no, I think, I think the second half tells a different story is because Brian Hoyer did terrible. But I just I just don't see that game being – like, I think, I think the score would be a lot closer, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think the Patriots did show some stuff like, hey, the Chiefs can't be stopped here and there. You know, because obviously they didn't stop the whole game because they would have won that game then. Mm-hmm. I don't care how bad Hoyer was. They still would have won that game. Mm-hmm. So the defense still let off some big plays. I mean, they Tyreek Hill still had, like, I think he had, like, four, five, four or five catches for, like, over, like, 80 yards. And, you know, Hardman was getting his touches and Kelsey. And I don't know. It's just, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you could say that they set a game plan, but – they did show some sparks, and it's just the Patriots' defense is solid. You know, it's still a solid defense at the end of the day. Yeah, it's a solid defense, but the one thing, they lost a lot of pieces, especially on their front line, and they were still getting pressure. And I think 
like I said, that 4-3 set is what Mahomes struggles with. I don't know how anybody hasn't caught up to that yet. Like, the Chargers did it. They do it every year against Mahomes, and they've been the closest to beating Mahomes every single time. And the Patriots have done it, and they beat Mahomes before. So you have to have a 4-3 set. Your defensive linemen have to be prepared, and they have to be getting to the quarterback, at least close, creating pressure some kind. And your defensive backs cannot be scared of the deep ball. (coughs) Your defensive coordinator cannot just sit their defensive backs back 10 yards and say, okay, throw everything underneath. Because Mahomes is going to pick you apart. You know what they did? They said, we're going to give you only five two to five yards of separation, and we're going to dare you to throw the deep ball because it's going to take more time for you to throw that instead of just dinking and dunking, and we're going to get to you. And that's the game plan you have to play with. And Bill Belichick did it with less talent on the defensive side than he's had in years past. So the Chargers have basically nobody on defense anymore because they're all injured. So I want to hear, oh, you need really good, like, a really great defense to stop Mahomes. No, you need a really good game plan, and you need to copy yeah. what these teams are doing. It can be done. And if Cam Newton was in that game, they win that game, or at least it's close. I really think that they would have gone up 21-6 to before halftime, and it would have been a problem. So I'm not yeah. sure if you think they would have won with Cam, but I, I 100% think they would have won with Cam. I don't know. It's just – I feel like they, it would be a different game plan for that defense. And they were also out with, without Chris, John, Chris Jones. And I know that's just one player, but that one player changes a lot, you right. know? Right. So Okay. So let's uh, move on to our games of the week. Yeah. And then we're going to get into our quarter of the season awards, which are pretty dope. So stay yeah. here for that. So let's talk about our game of the week because there's not a lot. So we're only going to discuss one this week that's really big. And it's the yep. Bears and Tampa Bay Bucks. So it's yep. Foles versus Brady, repeat of Super Bowl 52, kind of. Foles is now kind with the of. Bears and Tom Brady is with the Bucks. It's kind of insane. Uh, so Foles had a pretty rough game last game against the Colts, yeah. a good defense. Will the Bears stick with Foles for the rest of the year? If he continues uh, to struggle, if he continues to struggle, I think you put you put Trubisky out there and just cut your losses. But I feel like, uh, man, I don't know. It's a very interesting thing because I feel like they don't like. Is there a third quarterback you can throw out there before Trubisky? No. no. Oh, okay. If well, if you're sitting behind Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky, just retire. <laughs> like, just give up on football. If you're yeah, behind Mitch Trubisky, like, just give up. Like, That's true, it's but... over. It's the end of the road for you. Oh, um, but no, I just I don't know. I think it's um, I think Foles has a little bit of a clutch gene, and Trubisky has a little bit of a clutch clutch gene as well, like a tiny bit, like a little microscope. Like, like literally, literally, it shows up like once in a blue moon. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, like mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I just don't I. I, there's a lot of problems with this team, too. You know, the Bears, their offensive line is not the best. We can say that their offensive line is not the best. It's not the worst either. It's, like, right in the middle. And I think they're still trying to find their replacement for Kyle Long, you know? so. Yeah, I, I think that they have to stick with Foles because they did it so early that they they said they're committed. 
and you can't keep going back and forth. This team isn't bad. Like they could make mm-hmm. the playoffs. They're three and one, and they could certainly beat the Bucks because the Bucks are missing so many pieces. Like this isn't crazy. So like, you can't go back to Mitch. I think it's almost impossible unless Foles just completely either gets hurt or literally can't play football like anymore. Like he can't throw football. You can't go back to Mitch Trubisky just because of doing it so early in the season. You're like, eh, yeah. well, we thought we could make the playoffs with Nick, so. It's just a bad look, especially for the coach. So you have to stick with who you got. That's why they stuck with Mitch for so long. And now he made the yeah. decision to do it, so you got to stick with him. So who's bound to ba- have a better game? Is it Brady or the Bears' defense? I think it's the Bears' defense. I think this is an easy question to answer. Because we don't like right now, we don't know who's playing tomorrow night. We do not know Well, I can anything. tell you who's out. So there's Godwin. Evans, Evans and Fortnite are doubtful, so they're probably out. Out, yeah. And OJ Howard and Lashawn McCoy, so those and, guys. And Scotty, and Scott, is Scotty Miller out too? Uh, I, I think Scotty Miller's in. There's another receiver that's hurt. That's not in. Hurt, yeah. But you know, it's when you only have to worry about a little white guy as their number one receiver that's not named Julian Elman or Wes Walker. I think you're going to have a good day yeah. as a defense, Facts. and you know. And I get um, I get the Brady, and he had a crazy week last week, five touchdown game. You know that's not being understated, understated, but it's just like there's no weapons, none, zero. And I feel like Khalil Mack will have a feast of a day. Yeah, he's and gonna have Eddie, one of those Khalil Mack type days. Yep, like, I think so. And I think Eddie sad. and Eddie Jackson. Here's my hot take. Ajax will have two picks. Wow. Today. Okay. Yep. All right. So if hey. you get that, then you can join the show. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. It's been my dream. I, God, it's man. been my dream to be on. Your name is in our podcast. Like yeah, dude. It's my dream. I, I just wanted to, like, my name's in it, but I'm not really a part of the show. So. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think that we're more bound to see a Bears defense type day just because they have all those guys out and I think that we're going to see Brady struggle he had a great game last week but this Bears defense is good whether you know it or not they're good and they're going they're going to get pressure on Brady he's going to make mistakes I like the Bears defense in this one so Frack no you're fine you're fine this is my last question for this and then we'll get into our picks and all that kind of stuff so yeah what have you loved and hated about the bruce arians and brady relationship and what has really stood out to you about it one thing that's really showing out to me is that they're scared to throw the deep ball with brady they that is one thing that i've been noticing a lot that they are scared to throw the deep ball i mean think about it mike evans only had um, it was not this week, but the week before. He only had two catches. Obviously, both of them were touchdown, but they were only for like two yards. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know they're just they're more. It's more of a dump down kind of thing. And I feel like Belichick could have easily done that. Right. You know, like I don't really see a difference. But the thing I do like, and with with Bruce Arians, is that he is mixing it up more than what Belichick was doing with Brady. Mm-hmm. Like he. He was giving him more, uh, well, obviously more options on offense. But with the with the um, committee of running backs that they have there, with Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Lashawn McCoy, that you you can have a guy out there and he could take some play, like he can make Tom Brady like rest a little bit, 
and hit and Tom Brady's arms, his arm is not being as dependent as much. Right. You know, because you can say, oh yeah, the the Patriots did the same thing. They had a committee, but they have a lot more receiving back, receiving backs. Mm-hmm. You know, and they and that was going to make Brady throw more. But you have more ground and pound guys with Brown Jones mm-hmm. and Barnett. And I think that is a big difference that, that he's getting with Tampa Bay that he wasn't getting in England. Yeah, I, I think you hit it spot on. I think that I love – at first, I didn't like the Bruce Arians and Tom Brady connection because Brady's a whole different type of player than what Arians has ever worked with. He's worked with strong arm, like throw the ball downfield, and that's not Brady's strength. But – He's starting to work towards Brady's strength. At first, I didn't like the relationship. They weren't working. He was throwing a lot of picks. He still threw a pick on Sunday, but he threw for five touchdowns because he started dinking and dunking again and throwing the deep ball when it was needed, and it worked. So I think that Bruce Arians needs to come to life and be like, hey, we have these good receivers who can get separation and do those short kind of routes. We don't need to throw the ball downfield. We can do it off of play action after having Ronald Jones and – Leonard Fournette in the game. So I'm really liking the connection now. I think it will get better, but I think they might have some struggle if they can't get Chris Goblin and Mike Evans healthy. But the relationship isn't there yet. They're like, they're like in the talking stage right now. They're not not dating yet. And then when they get Mm -hmm. to the playoffs, that's when they need to be married. That's when it's got to all come together. Okay. Frack, let's talk about our quarter of the season awards really quick. So your MVP, MVP is going to be Josh Allen. Um, that man has just been built different this year. Hmm. I'm going with Russell Wilson. Uh, he is on pace to tie and or break Peyton Manning's touchdown record. That's insane. Okay. Yeah, man. So this one is called Who the Hell is That Guy? So yeah. a guy that you didn't expect to do well this season, but he's breaking out a little bit. Um, Robert Tunyon from the from the um, Packers, the tight end. Him and Jordan Aikens. Hmm. Who the hell were they? We didn't know. And now they're both the most targeted guys on their and their respective teams. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's like a good what? one. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man. Tight end love, Luke. If you're listening love. to this, you know what it is, baby. He's had a good year. Can... Yeah, man, he's balling. He's helping Josh a lot. Um, yeah. He... So Matt who? says, who? Huh? Who? No, Jordan Aikens is on the Texans. Yeah, I meant I meant Deshaun, not Josh. I don't know. I'm everywhere right now. Uh, yeah, dude. Max He's... said Sierra's baby daddy will win the MVP award. Russell Wilson. Uh, That's a good one. Like it. Future. I didn't. Yeah, future. <laughs> okay, uh, so um, who the hell is that guy? Uh, Mike Davis of the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. I mean, who the hell is that guy? Who's yeah, talking who... about him before the year? I didn't even know he played football yeah. still. I mean, this guy came in and filled in McCaffrey's role. And the Panthers, by the way, the Panthers' offense looks a little bit better with Mike Davis right now than they were with Christian McCaffrey. That's not a downplay to Christian McCaffrey, but they're more balanced. And I think it's going to help McCaffrey a lot when he comes back, when they can share the ball and he doesn't have to play 99% of the plays. Okay, so, well, that was impressive. This award goes to the best performance of the year. Um, the best performance of the year. Yep. Um, I think it's definitely has to be between Will, um, Russell Wilson. Um, man, what game was it? He didn't he have like five touchdowns. Yeah, he had five game? touchdowns. Was that against the Cowboys? 
yeah. That was against yes. Yeah. Yes. That was a cow him well, scratch Russell Wilson. Tyler Lockett having three touchdowns against the Cowboys. Yeah, actually, Ooh, yeah, that, that's a good one. That was a really good performance, and not a lot of people are talking about that, but the man had three touchdowns and over a hundred yards receiving. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, like that was amazing. Like, well, how about how about Odell Beckham's breakout game this past Dude. week? Odell had seventy three rushing yards, eighty one receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Caught one from Baker Mayfield and one from Jarvis Landry. I mean, he was yep. on all cylinders. He looked like New York of Odell Beckham, and I love. I actually liked watching it because I yeah. used to love Odell, and it's nice to see him get more involved. Okay, last one. This one's called "You're Fired." So the coach that you would fire right now right right now. now right 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 now um obviously adam gase but i'm going to throw a different name out there because i think adam gase is obviously the easiest choice mike zimmer is going to get fired this year oh, he wow. you're fired bud dude mm. i get that he lost digs oh my god and but you still have adam Thielen who's still balling out for you and you can't win any games and you only won one game against a mediocre team yeah, sorry, buddy. You're gone. You're fired. out of here. You're fired. You're fired. Burn popcorn. What's up, man? Um, and you know what, Matt Patricia, you're fired because wow. you in the past three years you have given up. You have lost game. Like he's been the coach that has lost the most games while being up ten or more points. He has blown leads like crazy. He has no like acceptance from the locker room. It seems like it's a mess. He, I keep hearing he's a defensive genius from Belichick and it hasn't shown. They look like the same lines, Matt, Patricia, you're fired. So, all right, let's get into it. Our bets of the week. Frack. (laughs) By the way, Frack is, was one in three last week in his bets and his overall record is a, uh, amazing two and seven so if you've been betting fracks uh bets i, I feel very sorry for let you. let me tell you i i'm down this year just well i let y'all know like i am down yeah i don't even want to know if you all want to donate to my gambling habits um you can just donate me to Vemo. um it's just my name ryan dash we're not going to donate to your gambling yes, habits when yes, your gambling please. habits are bad because they, you can't even win money just give me your bets all right, Please man. Win this week. So, positive. All right, hopefully. All right, man. So we're going to have um, Rams minus seven. Okay. Um, against the football team, mm-hmm. easy pick there. They're going to blow them out. Um, I actually have the I, I me and Matt share one, and that's yeah. the Cardinals minus seven. Yep. Love I that think that's one. a very good one against the Jets. I think it's just because Vegas has seen that the Cardinals offense has been underperforming, but they will perform well against mm-hmm. this defense. And then I have Seattle minus seven. I think it's, I think it's going to be a blowout too. I think it's just three easy games that you can pick that it's going to be a blowout. Right. You know, right. So, uh, yeah. we're going to talk about our picks in one second. Thank you for the follow, cheeky Maverick, and uh, my bets for the week. And I'm positive I was four, or I'm sorry, I was two and one last week. I'm six and three overall. I'm up three hundred dollars this year because I don't bet a lot of money. I do like twenty dollar bets here and there, but I'm up. So if you've bet me, uh, you're doing pretty well. So go with these uh, Panthers plus two. That is my lock of the week. They are underdogs. I I didn't expect them to be underdogs against the Falcons. Falcons are a mess. Panthers plus two, easy bet. I took it today. 
do it right now before the line starts to shorten quick. It will. Um, yes, it, will. it will. That's the thing. It Cardinals, will shorten. Cardinals minus seven. Me and Frack talked about it. Uh, Joe Flacco starting. He hasn't started a game in a yep. year and a half or something like that. Yeah. Yep. I'm going Cardinals. They've lost two in a row. Yeah, that one was pretty easy for me. And then Colts minus one and a half. They're playing really good defense. Mm. And minus one and a half, they've covered almost every game this year. I think they covered Wouldn't three you... or four. So I'm going. Yeah, wouldn't you just do the money line with that though? With just how you know See, how close I, that I did both. I did. Is. I if I feel that confident, like I did in the Panthers and Colts, like I did money line and the spread, the spread. because I can get okay. double my money's worth. So yeah. do that. Okay. So our picks of the week. Frack is starting to catch up a little bit. He started off slow last week. He went 11 and four. Actually beat me last week. I went 10 and five. His first win of the season. Um, he is 39 and 24 overall. I am 48 and 15. I'm still up on the season, but Frack, let's see what you got for this week. All right, man. So I'm going to go with Chicago. I'm going to go with the Bills, pending if they play. Mm-hmm. Um, just Matt, just just for your reference, this is going to be out of order from what yours is. Okay, okay. just letting you know. All right, Rams, um, Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, give me the Cardinals, Chiefs. Jags, I'm gonna go with Jags. Wow, um, Jags. Ravens, Panthers, 49ers, Cowboys, Colts, uh, Patriots, Seahawks, and New Orleans. Okay, all right. Here are my picks for the week. I've got a couple that people will not agree with, but I'm telling you, I've been hot. And take these: Bears, Bills, Texans, Ravens. Panthers, Chiefs, Cardinals, Steelers, Rams, 49ers, Cowboys, Patriots, Colts, Seahawks, and my wild card, Chargers to beat the Saints. I'm taking the Chargers. Wow. Yep. Okay. Okay. So okay. that is it from the Madden Fraction. Once again, guys, you guys just killed it tonight. I know, Cheeky Maverick, I went against the Saints. I'm sorry. But I, I don't really trust the Saints defense. And I don't know what's up with Drew Brees. And that Chargers defense looks good even without their star players. So, anyway, thank you guys for the donations tonight. The first time we've ever received donations. It's all going yeah. back into stream. It's going to stay right in my PayPal account. And whenever we need something for our stream, that's what it's going to. It's not for us personally. So, thank you guys yeah. very much for that. Thank you guys for showing up. It's been two years that we've done this podcast. Freck, I just want to say thank you for always showing up, always doing your work, and being a great co-host for two thank years. You, it's been a long time. Two, We're on year three two, now. We got to make year three the best year yet. I think it will be. I think year, year three is going to be the best. Uh, I just want to thank you all just so much for the um, support that you have given us over these two years. Um, we we appreciate it so much from the merch drops that we did yep. to commenting on our social medias, following us on Twitter, being on our Twitch stream, being live, and just, you know, 
just, just being your all selves. It's yeah. yeah, man. Like I'm, I don't know. I'm just so, I'm just so happy about this, yeah. man. Okay. And hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat your ass when I come down there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Frack will yes, be sir. at High Point tomorrow, so yes, we get sir. to reunite. And uh, now we just gotta make Twitch affiliate, like Max said. So if you guys yep. appreciate us that much, shout us out, give us, yeah, retweet man. us, let your friends know that we do this podcast every Wednesday. They can just drop in for a couple yeah, minutes, man. comment with us. They don't gotta stay a whole time. You just gotta drop in. Yeah, Here's some stuff. Just, you don't gotta stay the whole time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, man. You know. Oh, bet. Thanks, Cheeky Maverick. I appreciate that, bro. All right, guys. Uh, Frack, take us out with a huge bless up. Man, hey, hey, bless up, baby. Hey, I love y'all. Again, thank you so much for everything. <laughs>